Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files. So join along, watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to Season 4, Episode 20, which is Small Potatoes. And this is one that has loomed large, as we've seen a couple of comments and heard that this is a fairly entertaining episode. So, Brian, tell me a little bit about the legacy of Small Potatoes. So, it's it's a Vince Gilligan episode, I believe. You know, I didn't even bother to, to check. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty certain it was anyway. But uh, so channeling the Morgan brothers. Yeah. Cha- <laughs> channeling Darren Morgan um, and doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, it helped in no small part by the fact that Darren Morgan is in this episode quite <laughs> quite largely. So <laughs> um, it's it's almost like a um, a bridge episode. Well. Yeah. He's kind of doing Darren Morgan, so we'll put Darren Morgan in it so that the fans will be like, they'll they'll kind of go along with it. And then, but yeah, so I mean, but it is also a bridge to further episodes like this from Vince Gilligan, yeah, um, okay. most notably Bad Blood, which is coming, I think, next season. I think uh, so. Yeah. Um, this is a big one in the in in regards to the legacy, just in terms of that, because it's like we've seen Chris Carter try to pull these ones off, yeah, and it it didn't work. Um, it, it, like with me, it's always about that theme, exploring the theme, particularly like particularly with Morgan. What makes Darren Morgan's episodes so special is that he takes a theme mm-hmm. and he deals with with it in every single scene of the episodes he writes. Um, whether Vince Gilligan gets to that degree, we, we, we will discuss. But, um, yeah, definitely a big one for fans, I think. So, having said that, where yeah. do you think it ranks amongst the 217 episodes on IMDb? Okay, well, I'm going to say it's in the top 10%. within the top 21, and I think I'll go for 19. 19. Oh, Last week you were ten out. Mm-hmm. This week you are ten out. Oh, care to guess which side of that ten? Uh, I will say twenty-nine. It's actually nine. nine? It's number oh. nine. Wow. Yes, not just ten percent, but this cracks the top ten episodes wow. of all time according to IMDb users. So the the question is, are they smoking crack, or are are they correct? Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's get into it. Mm. <laughs> so <clears throat> we open up with a woman who is going into labour. They're going to take her in, so she's going to have a baby. Um, and there's a nurse taking details. She's kind of run, running alongside the the gurney, trying to take these details from her. When she asks about the father, and she's like, oh, "It's not from around here." It's like, "What? Is he, he's out of state." And it's like, oh, "He's he's from another planet." 
Uh, so it's like, okay, this woman's like, already we're a bit like, this could go the, the way of Jose Chung, where yeah. she's telling the truth, or she's just absolutely bonkers, or something somewhere in between. But mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of that as a setup? Um, I, I I think, okay, we've got the, the Mulder hook um, straight away, <laughs> you know, like it's the front page of Inquirer. Or some other like yeah. supermarket paper thing. So, yeah, it's funny as well. It feels funny. It feels mm -hmm. ridiculous and, and and silly the fact that she's chasing down this woman who uh, is <laughs> in <the> labour <laughs> and, and getting like insurance details so, mm -hmm. to make sure she can pay. Like if she didn't have them, were they just going to throw her outside? Okay, so she has the baby, and it turns out it has a tail. Yep. <laughs> but the uh, that's not even the surprising thing. The surprising thing is that when the doctor lifts it up, he looks at it and says, "Oh, good lord, not again, not another mm. one." <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. So <laughs> this this was the key uh, into the episode for me because it's mm. delivered in such a dry humour manner you know like mm. it's not shock it's not horror it's just like ah oh, gosh you know like almost yeah. like, here we go again and i was like oh this could be fun i think the music plays into that as well it's like there's a certain tone that's set by the music that tells you what kind of episode this is going to be so yeah. okay so we we open we as we said last week after this intro stuff you tend to get your Mulder and Scully scene in which Mulder is telling Scully about various things yeah. uh, to which Scully is quite dismissive. Uh, and, mm. and here, just downright kind of uh, <laughs> just mocking Mulder. So he's, he's showing her an article about monkey babies. <laughs> yeah, which is like the worst Photoshop ever. But... Yeah. Well, apparently the, the woman from the from the opening sequence, Amanda, I think her name was. Um, yeah, she just, she's the fifth, apparently, that this has happened to. Yep. Um, Scully, so Scully mocks Mulder after giving a fairly plausible explanation or, uh, concerning rare cases of overgrown coccyx mm -hmm. that that people have actually. Uh, this is this is one of those things in the X Files where I kind of wish I'd gone and looked it up afterwards to see if it was true um <laughs> and often when i've said that you said it just so happens i did no, check I it haven't. all right but uh, but but yeah i mean it it sounds plausible an overgrown coccyx and yeah they get it cut off but uh so yeah but but Mulder, as it happens doesn't doesn't have one of his wacky theories as of yet he just wants yeah. to go check it out just purely out of interest so they go to interview the woman. <laughs> very quickly descends into uh, <laughs> Scully having bragging rights and Mulder looking oh, yeah. like a fool. Because uh, this woman says that, um, the, uh, the, the, the man that, that made her pregnant is none other than Luke Skywalker, who... Also claimed to be a Jedi Knight, 
and, and sang this even, <laughs> even sang her a little song. It's just it's the facial expressions, it's the acting here, the sincerity of the woman, the kind of oh here we go of uh, Scully and the almost dismay of Mulga, who's just like uh, one this is just she's clearly a little bit crazy and two uh, i'm not going to hear the end of this because so much you, you know it's bad when not even Mulder is willing to stick around to yeah. hear the explanation this is too wacky even for Mulder. so <laughs> the, the funny part of it is that Obviously, when we get later into the episode, we know this woman is telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Mulder looks at babies. So does Eddie. There's a, a janitor with with Eddie name tag on it. He's kind of peering over him as well. Uh, that is none other than Darren Morgan himself. Scully comes to get him and she has something. She kind of kind of playing with Mulder a bit like to suggest that she's she's got a theory uh, so gets Mulder it's a theory that's kind of uh, instigated with Amanda who says something just as she leaves yes you know do you think do you think Luke Skywalker got everybody pregnant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Scully says five pregnancies one father Mulder says Maybe the doctor who treated them all for in vitro fertilization. I think it was in vitro fertilization. Mm -hmm. I, can, I, I can never quite get my head around in vitro as to what exactly it entails. But um, so they go to the. <laughs> they get to the OBGYN to find out the couples, the, the, the couples that um, were all kind of impregnated are all there roasting this doctor because clearly it's come out in the newspapers so they've all gone at the exact same moment in time uh, yep. they mis mistakenly think that Mulder and Scully are another pair so they're <laughs> like they catch you too um, so they're roasting the doctor who's treating them due to low motility uh -huh. um, <clears throat> Mulder goes mooching finds handyman Eddie uh, spots the remnant of a tail Kind of as if it's been chopped off, because uh, he's got that typical workman's builder's bomb kind of thing going on. So he chases Eddie down in front of everyone and shows them the tail, uh, which clues them into who the father might be. So I, I, I will tell you something, Brian. Like Darren Morgan throughout this gives a phenomenal performance. It's so funny, and, and every time I see him, it's it's almost like a cartoon character. <laughs> the way things happen, like he stands up, and um, when he goes to run away, he almost kind of does like, like <laughs> and then and then runs out the room. And when Mulder tackles him, they kind of slide along the floor. It's very exaggerated uh -huh. and over the top, and and just like hilarious. Yeah, and he's he's got the whole twitchy fingers thing as well. When he's lying on the floor, his hands like <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just he he embodies the sad sack kind of yeah <laughs> uh, loser uh, guy a, a bit too well, but um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so they're interrogating um, Eddie, uh, who <laughs> kind of starts to reason what he's done. Uh, like, basically, he, he has raped these women because he's had sex yeah. with them without their permission. They thought they were having sex with their husbands or Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he so he's kind of he's justifying it in his own mind, like like he was doing some kind of public service. Well, these people wanted a baby. I gave them a baby, um, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, where's the crime? Yeah, where's the crime? So he says hypothetically, where's the crime? <laughs> So he claims to have had sex with each of the women, even though they have no recollection of him. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, just um, still got a little bit of a mystery here of how he's like had sex with these women, which is quite interesting because it it doesn't allude to it until like a, a scene or two on where you kind of understand why. Yeah, able to do that, but it still adding that mystery element into it, which yeah. I, I thought was great. Yeah, because obviously, like Scully says, we're hypnol. She's, yeah. she's, she's like, it's, it's got to be Rehypnol. It's, it's the only possible way these women would have sex with this man. <laughs> so Eddie escapes thanks to some shape-shifting. Yes. Ah, so, yeah, he's uh, getting processed by this cop. Mm. Uh, and he's doing this weird stare at him. Yeah. So he's, he's clearly kind of looking at all his... The shape of his face so he can kind of mm -hmm. mimic it uh, but yeah so this cop looks up and then he, he suddenly finds himself staring at himself before getting slammed in the head with something so mm -hmm. okay so the injured cop gives his thoughts to, to scully um which which aren't much of anything to be honest uh and then Mulder gives his uh but well he, he's going to give his but then scully kind of beats him to the punch and essentially projects what she thinks Mulder's mm -hmm. theory is going to be to which yeah. Mulder's response is should we be put should we be picking out china patterns or what it's like yeah. which is it's pretty funny it's like you know me so well we should be married yeah. <laughs> I, I like the little um, line of we've seen things like this before mm. we've both yeah. seen things like this. and it just it's nice that they acknowledge some of the mm. things that they've seen yes. obviously happened before and it gives them a shorthand into Okay, this could be some sort of possibility. Which could be a Vince Gilligan trait. Because the last time I remember this happening, it was Soft Light. And it was when, uh, you know, the one, the one where the, the shadow kind of sucks people into it. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene in that one when they're in the room and they see a grate. And the police officer says, you don't think anyone's going to got through there, surely? And, uh, and Mulder's like, Mm, we've seen some things, you know, like so something along those lines, which is, yeah. and that that episode was written by Vince Gilligan. That was, in fact, Vince Gilligan's first episode. So yeah, yeah that that may might be a a trait of his that perhaps we should look out for in in future episodes. Um, but it's nice when you draw back into those other yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's world building. It makes it you feel good. like this. 
this isn't just a weekly thing for us it's a weekly thing for them as well it's like it's, it's not just something we remember as fans but it's it's embedded into their their lives so mm. yeah but uh yeah all right so they go to eddie's house uh-huh. and Mul- as they're walking into the house Mulder asks scully who she'd be if she could be anyone uh, they debate the difference between looking like someone else and being someone else. And yeah. then Scully chooses Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, and and then and there's this one little moment, I don't know if you caught it, but I just found it hilarious. Because all the way through this episode, uh, Eddie Van Blunt is constantly telling people that it's got a H in his name. The H yeah. is silent. So as... Eddie's dad opens the door. I don't know if you noticed, but their name is uh, is on the side of the door. Mm. And as he opens the door, the H falls off. Oh, I, I don't notice that at all. <laughs> oh, right. No, I, I just thought it was hilarious. Because um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's almost like a visual key into the fact that the man stood before them isn't, Edward Blunt, but Eddie Blunt. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, but, but I like that conversation between Mulder and Scully because yep. typical Scully, she's got to be pragmatic about everything. She can't, she can't just play the game. Scully, you can be anyone. Well, being someone Mulder isn't the same as you know, like looking like someone Mulder isn't the same as being. It's like, why are you trying to reason it? It's it's a Theor- it's a hypothetical game. I'm just asking yeah. you, who would you be? But she has to reduce it down to a science. Um, but it, yeah, so that's just Scully all over. And, and when she says Eleanor Roosevelt, it's like, oh, come on, like the, <laughs> some dull histor- historical character. But yeah, <clears throat> so In... so the open, yeah, the door opens and Edward, supposedly Eddie's dad answers they tell him what's happened Mulder sees a poster on the wall for a man with a tail uh, asks if that is in fact Edward who says it is indeed and asks if he wants to see the tail uh, to, to which Mulder is, is like his eyes are like you know like yeah and Scully's like no no <laughs> and then Mulder's like disappointment at that is just palpable um, again, it's it's this like I love this performance because it was larger than life. Again, it's like is that you? And he's like, does <laughs> <laughs> that little flourish with his hand? And, and then again, when he when he runs away, it's like that kind of startled pause for two seconds. You know, like the, yeah. oh. and then we just so comedic. Mm. So uh, Edward uses Mulder's name. But Mulder never gave it, so he runs. Mm. Uh, and then <laughs> Mulder chases him out onto the street. <laughs> this was one of the biggest <laughs> laughs I had. So many men just pottering about in the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edward Scissorhands. You know the opening of Edward Scissorhands when, when they first go to that colourful street and it's just like everyone's doing everything like clockwork. All the cars come out at the same time and... Like it's just yeah, you got someone mowing the lawn, you got someone posting letters, you got someone uh, working on the car, you got someone walking the dog. It's just like (laughs) 
on, on, on any busy day on my street, if I just went out, I'd literally be the only person on the street. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Eddie goes to one of his victims' houses um, as their husband. So, you just yeah. so you got the woman kind of looking after the baby when her husband pops through the door, all sweaty, like he's just been running. And she's like, what are you doing home, honey? It's like, and he's just like, uh, and he doesn't even say it. He just points. And that is something, actually, that I did like about this, is that he he can't disguise his voice. Yeah. Um, he, 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 it's, it, he can look like someone, but he still keeps their voice. So mm. it still keeps his voice, I should say. So... Uh, so Mulder and Scully check the house and they find a body yep. Edward's body um, and Mulder has a really great there's lots of great one liners in this it's like where he says do you think the fall killed him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mummified remains as I say golden Mulder zinger that one so, uh, that so the real husband comes home to the wife. Um, so she freaks out and she's like, "You literally just came home." Uh, and then the two of them kind of make their way to the bathroom, um, and then suddenly the door opens and out pops Agent Mulder. <laughs> he looks at him and he's like, he does his best kind of Dewey from Scream impersonation when he's like, "It's all clear." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It just well. Yeah, it does. It just gets wackier and wackier. Yeah. This episode. So Scully's doing an autopsy, and then Mulder comes in, uh, and he breaks the tail. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be like I'm touching that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he snaps the tail off by accident, and then he's kind of. Yeah trying to stick it back on even though Scully's talking to him she says the body has an extra layer of muscle running all the way through it Uh, Mulder wonders if Eddie has the same defect Hmm. Um, so obviously the, 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 the thinking there being that if he's got this whole layer of extra muscle he's able to manipulate it to it's a bit, it's yeah. a bit of a stretch, but you know, it it kind of, kind of yeah. works. As it's a bit of a stretch to do it, um, <laughs> but I, I like this one because it's um, exposition. They're trying to give you the reasons as to what's mm-hmm. happened, but mm-hmm. it's funny because we've got the secondary story of him breaking the tail and trying to fit it back into place as well, yeah. and turning his back and the faces. It, it yeah. takes a, a procedural scene that always happens and just gives it a fresh spin. Yeah, and also instantly because we've just seen Eddie become Mulder, you're thinking it's Mulder this clumsy because yeah. it's not really Mulder. Or I mean, by the time the scene has played out, I, I'm I'm totally convinced it is Mulder because there's certain things he's yeah. saying that Eddie just would not know to say. Uh, so yeah, um, but Mulder goes to see Amanda to ask her about Eddie. She says he's a loser 
and they dated back in high school. So he looks really bummed out. Mulder seems really distressed by the fact that she's calling Eddie a loser. He gives her a rose <laughs> and then leaves. Um, but this, this is this is a phenomenal sequence because I thought it was Mulder walking into the the room and it's not until the look of disappointment comes over his face where I'm like, it's Eddie. <laughs> and then yeah. to be able to carry that kind of performance off is just masterful. <laughs> my only problem mm. with with uh with this molder with with eddie as molder is that he's wearing the exact same suit right he's got the same tie mm. and i'm Which like it's funny because they do mention like about the gray suit when they phone molder mm. i think molder's got like a navy suit on i think right well it's just when when Mulder comes, because obviously Eddie leaves the room, yeah, and then the real Mulder arrives, mm. but the real Mulder is wearing the same suit that Eddie's wearing. Yeah, he's got yeah, the same tie. So I'm a bit like, um, really, that yeah. that's right. Two stars I mean, off. Yeah, I mean that's an attention to detail that's sorely lacking there. Like yeah. it doesn't take a genius to go, yeah, like let's let's just put him in a crappy suit. Like it would, it would have actually been funnier if it had been wearing a baggy kind of a loser suit, yeah, the kind yeah. of suit that a loser would wear, because um, it would feed into that personality that Eddie has. So, um, but yeah, the real Mulder arrives, catches on pretty fast when Amanda starts talking about the fact that he's already just been, and somebody phones. Uh, well, it's, yeah, that that couple phone him to to say if you can get in the bathroom yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on a goes for a, yeah running after Eddie see if he can catch mm. up to him uh, and he finds two men one of them being the doctor <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, the, he yeah he handcuffs them uh, apologizes I, I, I do love just again comedic moments when the the guard is getting changed and is it like, put your hands up and the trousers fall down <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's simple moments yeah so. So he handcuffs them and he apologises profusely in advance in case neither one of them is, is the man he's after. Um, but then he hears a noise after Scully calls. Um, cause, yeah, Sc Scully calls to, uh, and he, he tells her to come down. Then he then he gets jumped by Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so he looks in through this, this like, the, the roof tile. Yeah. And uh, and then he in the dark he just hears this, this guy goes, "You are a good-looking man," and then he kind of jumps jumps out at him, um, <laughs> and just yeah, nails him. But uh, Scully arrives to find Mulder getting uh, berated by the two men that he'd handcuffed. He tells her that there's no X Files here and says it's time to go. Much to her surprise. Uh, then we see the real Mulder locked in the basement with a sandwich and a drink. <laughs> yeah. as, as soon as he says there's no X-Files, you're like, oh, yeah. I know what's happened. <laughs> and, and I feel like um, Scully's ever sceptical mindset is is really what's pre it's, it's what prevents her from seeing. Like we, obviously, the audience would see right through this guy straight away. Well, like, 
really like you know you don't see this given the evidence as well that you've looked at and the theories that you've kind of heard and stuff you're not at least a little bit suspicious about Mulder's behavior going forward but I'd buy that Scully wouldn't be because she's she's a skeptic first and foremost <laughs> well when it comes to that kind of stuff anyway but um so Mulder and Scully are being debriefed by Skinner uh <laughs> <laughs> so Scully and Skinner are basically calling Eddie a rapist and they're saying uh, and they basically come to the conclusion so he's a rapist but not a murderer and, and Mulder's like it's a bit, a bit harsh isn't it <laughs> you see it in his eyes I love when Skinner's going through the report and he's like you've spelt Federal Bureau of Investigation wrong he's like, and he's like twice <laughs> <laughs> Eddie can't do anything. No, he really is a loser. Mm. So it's 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 funny that a loser is gifted with these powers. Yeah. It's like imagine what it's like the opposite of a superhero, isn't it? It's like you give a yeah. you give a, the powers of a superhero to to a total loser and, and this is what you end up with. A serial rapist. <laughs> 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 okay so uh Mulder asks Scully what she's doing tonight as they walk down to Mulder's office she's he's kind of fumbling with the keys because he doesn't yeah. know which key it is she's just not noticing at all <clears throat> but in response to his question she gives the most droll boring answer ever basically she's going to go home and look through the files and and read up on the science. So, it's like... yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, Mulder finally gets into his office while Scully goes off. Um, and uh, yeah, he just kind of prattles about a bit, falls off the chair, mm -hmm. looks at, uh, <laughs> looks at all. Yeah, and just kind of goes, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like it takes a loser to spot a loser. I yeah. think in this case. Mm -hmm. So, but th but this is this is the thing is like because this is where the, the where the episode is going, which obviously we'll get into more in the final sequence. But it's like Mulder almost gives this guy hope. <laughs> it's like Eddie kind of gets the chance to examine Mulder's life and comes to the conclusion that actually. It ain't so bad after all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Mulder, <laughs> which yeah. is funny, we'll call him Eddie because we know he's Eddie at this point. Eddie yeah. goes to Mulder's house. Uh, he kind of puts the answering machine on, gets a message from Langley. <laughs> and then he gets a, a message which uh, gets him excited at first because he thinks he's, uh, oh, He's going to be able to have a repeat date with someone. And then he realised it's a phone sex line. <laughs> and it's like, you really get... Well, let's face it. They aren't phoning Mulder because it's an out of the blue, let's phone him and, and see. They're phoning him because Mulder's used them before. That's, that's why they're like yeah. seeing if they can drum up repeat business. <clears throat> um, so it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, 
and then and then Eddie does his little taxi driver routine, his Travis Bickle kind of looking into the mirror. You talking to me, pulling his gun and dropping it, and he's flashing his badge, which is um, so. So this whole seat, yeah, the, so the whole bit where he flashes his badge and he's like, "Fuck Smolder, FBI," was it? It was kind of like a um, there was a bit of a running gag with fans at the time because of the amount of times that Mulder likes to flash his badge. Um, and they even played on it in a Simpsons episodes that had that, that had Mulder and Scully in it, where Mulder flashes his badge and there's a picture of him in his Speedos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a nice working in of something that fans of the show had already been pointing out quite a lot at that point. So... Yeah, it's amusing. So Mulder goes round to Scully's. He calls on Scully. Sorry, Eddie. Eddie calls yep. on Scully. Um, and he's like, we never really talk, do we? Uh, he's got like, all the weight in his wheel. <laughs> yeah, he's got fun. So uh, cut to like what I can assume is like a couple of hours later. They've been drinking. Scully's telling her a funny anecdote from her child, from her school days, and uh, and like she's she's even she's in disbelief of herself that she's even telling him this because she's she's like I can't believe I'm telling you this, Mulder. It's like I'm seeing a whole new side of you, and uh, which should be a dead flipping giveaway. Come on, Scully. Mm. And Mulder's like, you know, well, yeah, you know, is it good? Is it a good, good kind of side? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's when he takes his opportunity. He he moves in for a kiss, but just as he's about to lock lips, the door busts open, and a rather bedraggled-looking Mulder puts his gun on Mulder, who uh, suddenly slinks back and yeah, turns into what? Eddie. While Scully just stands there in absolute horror. <laughs> yeah. um, I I love when it pans back to Eddie and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders as if like <laughs> you can't blame a guy for trying. Again, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just but, goes back to that comedic performance, which was absolutely totally perfect. Yeah, but I, I just I just love the fact that Mulder has walked in on himself almost about to kiss Scully. Yep. And he's like, where is his mind going right now? All the all the opportunities racing through his brain that he's like, hmm, that, that he missed. So, <clears throat> Mulder... Scully, never, mind, never mind Mulder. Think of it Scully who's just sitting there going like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer embarrassment. Because it's quite... Yeah. It's quite. Uh, it would play into Mulder's ego quite a bit. Yeah. I would imagine it'd be a card he could yeah. get out every now and again. Whereas mm-hmm. Scully just like drop it, Mulder, just drop it. <laughs> yeah, remember that time you almost had a baby with a tail. <laughs> <laughs> so Mulder visits Eddie in prison because uh, Eddie asked him to come. Yeah, and <laughs> just so he basically says to Mulder, "I was born a loser." You're one by choice. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what I liked about this scene, right? And it's silly. It's the hat superstar. He's in a maximum security prison with a hat. 
<laughs> Superstar. And he says he hates it. And he gets beaten up every week and someone takes it and he gets a new one. And then when they walk out of that room, it's a guy mopping the hallway with a hat on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Classic. And they also mention in that sequence that they've been given a muscle re- re- relaxer so he can yeah, change. Yeah. 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 Which was Mulder's idea, apparently. Yeah. But um, I just like that ultimately the whole episode ends up being a character study of Mulder. Yeah. But through the eyes of someone else. Um, and But just that line, I was born a loser, you're one by choice. It says so much. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's what it's what makes Mulder cool ultimately because um, there is a difference between being a loser like Eddie who just doesn't kind of doesn't take what he's got and do something good with it doesn't kind of he's fallen into the typical tropes of what someone like that would do yeah he's got a job as a janitor and you know not that there's anything wrong with that but it's you like you can tell that eddie's motto is you can't fail if you never try yeah yeah if something's worth doing properly it's not worth doing at all yeah um so it's just like whereas whereas Mulder, he he's he's aspirational it's just that his aspirations don't match what other people want of him he's still achieved so much but not through not not in the way that people would expect of him um and it, and it's like he has skills but he, he but he chooses to to pursue other things rather than you know follow the career path that other people would would expect him so so it's so yeah he chooses to be a loser but because he's chosen it, it it's all it, it's almost what makes him a cool character in many ways so as Mulder and Scully are leaving the prison, Scully tells him that he's not a loser, which is sweet. But then he says, but I'm no Eddie Van Blunt either, am I? Which is kind of like a little dig to say that. Yeah, you big, nearly yeah. got one of him. You nearly got one of him. All right, go on, wrap up. Uh, yeah, yeah, hilarious episode. Um, I think it was nice to have that amount of levity. It didn't overpower the episode that Stuggle had. Mm. Uh, the typical science fiction elements that it's had before, say like um, Tombs, only yeah. if Tombs was a bumbling idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has that kind of feeling about it. Um, I, I thought Morgan was remarkable. Like, it was so funny. And um, when Mulder takes on that role, he again carries in that bumbling idiot uh, really well. Um, it's a five out of five, easily. Yeah. A standout yeah. episode, and I'll be surprised if it's not my favorite of the season. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a five out of five from me as well. It's it's a really great episode. Um, just the the comedy works. That's the thing. It it's on point. The gags actually make me laugh. I've seen it so many times, and I still get a laugh from it. Um, everybody gets to play with their with their own characters as as they're established. Um, it's it's brilliantly written. Uh, it, it doesn't quite zone in on a theme in the way that a Darren Morgan script would, but it's still really clever. Clever in the way that it dissects the character of Mulder through the lens of someone else. Um, so yeah, five out of five. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Great. Um, so tell me a little bit about episode twenty-one zero sum. 
zero sum. So you'll remember that Skinner some time ago made a deal with Cancer Man. Yep. We're going to get to that. So mm. this is the, the the causality of that choice. Then. Yes. Interesting. Oh, that makes me kind of eager to get to that one sooner rather than later. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed Small Potatoes as much as Brian and I did. I think we agreed it's a standout episode. It will probably appear in both our top five episodes, which is coming pretty soon. A few more weeks, I would imagine, after we mm. finish up this season. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next episode where you can join us for Zero Sum. So join us on our podcast provider or on the YouTube channel where you can watch us uh, jibber-jabber about the latest X-Files episode. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.